Hello and welcome to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Don Hibbard. And I'm Courtney Bronze. And each week we bring you conservation topics and events from around the endless mountains. Well, I think it's getting warmer out now. Uh, people are definitely getting out on the water. So this week we want to talk about an invasive species that seems to be taking over some waterways. And uh, you may not know much about it or may not know what it looks like. That's why we're going to talk about it. And there's actually an organization called PA IMAP Invasives that's putting on a challenge uh, that encourages you to get out and find this invasive. And I think there's even prizes? Yep. Okay. So let's jump right in and talk about water chestnut. So we'll start out by talking a little bit about what water chestnut is and what it looks like. So it's actually a rooted aquatic plant that has both submerged leaves and it also has buoyant floating leaves. So the leaves that you'll see when you find it on the top of water are kind of a greenish, glossy, and triangular in shape, and they have a toothed edge. And the ones that you'll find underwater are more of like a feathery type leaf and they're whirled around a cord-like stem. These stems can reach 12 to 15 feet in length, um, depending on water depth. And they have a small white flower that forms at the center of the stem. And they also have a fruit, which is a nut, that actually has four sharp spines on it. Hey, so maybe you're wondering where it's from and where it grows. Um, and so the water chestnuts range uh, actually includes Europe, Asia, and Africa. That's where it's from, that's where it originated. It was brought to the United States way back in the 1800s by water gardeners and unfortunately it quickly established in the new world. Uh, water chestnut seems to have a high reproductive rate and each plant can produce up to 15 nuts per season. Uh, it can also spread vegetatively so as the rosettes of the floating leaves break apart those fragments can attach to boats and even trailers or float to a new location. Uh, and the sharp spines of the nut can also get caught on other objects as well. Uh, and that means birds and animals, so they carry it with them. Uh, water chestnut was first observed in North America up near Concord, Massachusetts. Uh, and that was back in 1859. And since then, uh, these dense mats have invaded the waters of New England. Uh, they're here in the mid-Atlantic states, Maryland, Massachusetts, New York, Pennsylvania. Uh, a problem in each one of those states. So. so you'll see the plants begin to flower, usually in mid to late July in Pennsylvania. And the nuts ripen approximately one month after they flower. And the seed production will continue up until the frost kills the floating rosettes in the fall. And each nut that sinks to the bottom of a body of water will produce a new plant, and they can actually remain viable for up to 12 years underwater. So water chestnut can grow in any freshwater setting, but it does prefer nutrient-rich waters that are less than 16 feet deep. Now, I like water chestnuts in my Chinese food, but... You mentioned something that I didn't know. Yeah, they're actually a completely different species, and I didn't know that either until I started doing the research for the show. So, so you, can't, you can't get rid of this invasive by eating it? No. <laughs> it's 
kind of disappointing, yeah, right? Too bad, right? Um, yeah, so let's talk about why it's bad. Uh, we kind of hit on this already, but those floating mats, they're dense. Uh, and the water chestnut can choke out a, any body of water, and it limits light and oxygen in those bodies of water. Uh, the colonies can alter habitat and unfortunately it outcompetes the native organisms for nutrients and space. So some organisms may feed on water chestnut, but really it provides little to no nutritional value. Uh, seems like in just a short time the water chestnut can completely dominate that whole entire ecosystem. And the dense mats, they can also clog waterways. Um, and if you like fishing, boating, or swimming, you know, it makes it next to impossible. So the sharp nuts are capable of tearing through a shoe even, which is kind of crazy. Uh, and they can be very painful if you step on them. So really a lot of uh, unfortunate effects, not only on the ecosystem, but those who interact with it as well. And these infestations also have a big economic impact because water chestnuts really difficult really expensive control as well. Um, one final note, water chestnut can also trap organic matter and create a breeding ground for those things that we don't like, the mosquitoes. So if you find water chestnut, um, we'll talk a little bit about what to do for prevention and control. So it's an annual plant, so control means preventing the plants from blooming and setting seed. And this can be done through a combination of manual, mechanical, and chemical techniques. Um, there is no biological technique to control it as of now. And complete eradication often takes many years of monitoring because, like we said before, those seeds are viable for up to 12 years underwater. So even if you think you got it all, you probably didn't. Larger infestations require the use of mechanical harvesters or the use of aquatic herbicides. Some infestations are so bad that total eradication may never be possible. Because of this, it's really key to spot them early while they're still small. So if you see water chestnut, you can pull it out by hand and just dispose of it you know, far away from any bodies of water. They say that each plant you get rid of will prevent up to 120 new plants from growing the next year. That's quite an impact then, so cool. Um, which brings us to our final point, and that would be what we talked about at the beginning, uh, the Water Chestnut Chasers Challenge. Say or, that three times fast. Yeah, WCCC. Uh, so Pennsylvania IMAP Invasives Program, if you haven't heard about it, it's exactly what the name says. They're mapping invasives uh, throughout the state. So it's focusing on this state in particular right now. Uh, and there's an annual Water Chestnut Chasers Challenge event this year during the month of July. The purpose of the WCCC is to provide an opportunity for natural resource professionals and community scientists just like yourself from across Pennsylvania to search for water chestnuts. So in other words, you're just going out in the local waterways and trying to find this invasive. And Participants of the WCCC are asked to search for water chestnuts throughout the month of July 
and log their presence and absence findings into IMAP invasives. So the results are going to be tallied regarding current statewide distributions of the plant along with any new findings. And this information will then be distributed to all participants of the event as well as natural resource professionals across the state. And that's in hopes to uh, identify some or all these populations so they can be managed better. Participation in the WCCC may mean searching for water chestnut in just one water body, or you know, if you have a lot of water bodies around you, you can go look in all of them, depending on the amount of time you have. However, the more places you search, um, the more information you can contribute to the results of the event. And prizes will actually be awarded for winners of the event. This year, a prize bundle of aquatic-related gear will be given away to five lucky participants. There's an instructional webinar to discuss the rules and guidelines of the event, and that's on, there's two different ones. Um, One of them is on Tuesday, June 29th at 11 a.m., and the other one is Wednesday, June 30th at 6.30 p.m. You only need to attend one of those, but um, natural resource professionals, educators, and citizen community scientists are all invited to participate. So if this is something you're interested in, To register, you can check out the link posted on the Conservation Corner page of our website. Yeah, hey, why not? You can get rid of some invasives and win some cool prizes. So, sounds like a good deal to me. I guess that does it for today's show. If you have any questions related to our shows, you can contact the Conservation District by calling 570-782-2105. If you missed a portion of today's show, you can go to our website, www.suscondistrict.org, and find our Conservation Corner page with past episodes, links to information about past episodes, and a contact form where you can reach out and ask questions, or you can make comments about the show. Don't forget to suggest ideas for future shows. You've been listening to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Courtney Bronze. And I'm Don Hibbert saying, enjoy the outdoors.